0: Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophets Speak. This is Isaiah, Yishayahu, Perak Nun. That's 50, Isaiah 50. Uh, And we'll be studying the entire chapter 50 today together. Just a quick summary of what we did in the last segment of chapter 49. Um, In response, it began, that that portion began with uh, Zion, with Zion and Jerusalem, complaining, where have my children gone? Has God forsaken me? And um, and also, I had mentioned during that section that it was also continuing off the Jews, starting with the complaint, which was back in Parak Mem 40, verse 27, um, where God was uh, said as follows. Or why should the Jewish people say and complain that God isn't paying attention to me, I'm hidden from God, and so on. So those were the complaints. And then God said that, um, no, don't worry, I will bring back your children, God says to Zion. I will, um, um, uh, I have the power to do it. And as I said in the last few verses um, of of chapter 49, as I said, Although people might say, how is it possible to take away from the conqueror his spoils and his captives? But no, I, God, can do such things. So now, um, chapter 50 begins. Um, If you imagine... um, what what we just ended chapter forty nine with, you may ask. Well, you know, but right now we've been exiled. Right now we're suffering. How do we know that these things will happen? How we know? How do we know? How can you guarantee that you will do this? So God begins with the following answer to that question. Um, as we start by reading. Pasuk Aleph, verse 1. Ko amar Adonai, so says God. Eize sefer kritut imchem hasher shelachtir. Where is the sefer kritut, the bill of divorce, that I have made with you, that when I sent you away, I gave you that bill of divorce? Obviously, this is a rhetorical question. There hasn't been. In other words, when I sent you away, I didn't give you a bill of divorce. It wasn't a permanent uh, exile. Oh, me minoshai asher macharti Or, who did I owe money to that I had to send you, sell you away to him to pay back my debts? In other words, in such a way that you would become his forever. There is no such thing. No one, I don't owe anyone anything. God makes it kind of clear, Right? You were sold out because of your sins. It was because of of your um, your negligence, your your um, <coughs> bad ways, that that your mother, in other words, Zion, Zion, or your mother, meaning God, sent you away from 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 her. I didn't send you away because I wanted to get rid of you. I sent you away as a punishment because you deserved it. Now I would like to call your attention for a moment to chapter 5 where we had what was known as the Shirat HaKerem, right? The song of the vineyard, where God talks about, you know, the vineyard that I made for me, right? I'm just going to go back to 5 verse 1. Right? I made this, I made the vineyard. I, I, I weeded it. I took the stones out. I planted it. I nourished it and everything. And what did you do? You ruined it. So I sent you away. God is saying again the same point here. I sent you away not because I didn't love you or want you, I sent you away because you messed up. That was the reason for the exile. So God continues in verse 2, Why is it that I come, or that I came, and there was no one there? Why is it that I called out to you, and no one answered me? Is my hand too short to redeem you, to rescue you? Do I not have the strength to save you? Now, many of the commentaries look at this as meaning, um, why have I come throughout the exile and no one's crying out to me? I think this is referring to the time prior to the exile. Why is it that when I came to you, I was there for you that whole time when we were in Jerusalem? Just like we read in that Shirat HaKaram in And if we go back all the way to the beginning of Yeshayahu, Parak Aleph, the first chapter, we read again verse, verse 2 right I raised children and they went away from me and if we look if we continue throughout the entire theme of the first chapter then I want to turn to verse 19 and read that to you in tovuushmatem. If you would only listen, because God says, <laughs> I called out to you. If you listen, Then you get to eat the best of the land. But if you if you are rebellious, if you do not listen, then then you will be destroyed by the sword. Because it is God speaking. God's saying that over here. I came to you, I talked, but you didn't. You weren't there when I came. I called out to you, I spoke to you, but you didn't answer me. So therefore, some commentaries look at this as, "You think I don't have the power to save you?" Like we just read, "I can destroy, um, dry up the sea with simply my roar or my scream." In other words, as a representation of God's power, I think this means, "No, because you did not listen to me, and because I had the power to help you, but you didn't listen, you didn't pray." Therefore, therefore I will. In other words, because remember Yeshaya was speaking during the time prior to the destruction of the HaMikdash, of the temple. I will dry up the sea. midbar, I will make the rivers like a wilderness, like a desert. Tivash Their fish will will dry out because there's no water for them to swim in, with and they will die of thirst. Albish Shamaim Kadrut Asim Kisusam I will dress the skies in blackness and darkness. And I will make their clothing, presumably their people's clothing, people's clothing into sackcloth. In other words, God is saying, because you didn't listen to me, therefore I'm sending you out. It is because of your sins that's why I sent you out. Not because I don't love you, not because I don't care about you, and not because I'm getting rid of you forever, but as a punishment. And therefore, when it's time, I will bring you back. And then, Yeshayahu." Who himself, of course, has been for these past fifty chapters, been telling the people, giving them rebuke, explaining to them what was going to happen if they didn't, if they didn't uh, uh, start practicing the principles that he was trying to teach. And remember, this was his job. Now, um, this was the job that he accepted upon himself back in chapter six. I'm going to refer back to chapter six a lot during uh, the remainder of chapter fifty because I do believe that they are uh, kind of uh, sister chapters, uh, very related one to the other, and you'll see why in a minute. (laughs) So now we switch to Yishayahu, the prophet himself speaking. And before I start reading from verse 4, and what we're studying now, I want to remind you of what happened in chapter 6. Chapter 5, immediately prior, Yishayahu was telling the people, uh, a, a a vision of destruction, destruction, because of their sins, and he ended by saying, "V'nibat v'hinei And I looked at the land, and you can one looks at the land. There's darkness, There's just a- absolute utter darkness and blackness around the world. Vishna most the And it continues in chapter six. During the year of the death of the king was, He says, from Venisa, I saw God and he sees the, the angels, the fiery angels standing above God with their wings. And what were they doing which time he o and with two of, two of the wings were covered their face, two of the pairs of the wings covered their their legs and two with two they were flying, He o they flew the and they called out to each other and says, Kadosh, holy, holy, holy is God. And skip a little bit. And then but Yishayahu was so awed by this, this scene. The Omar and I said, Oili, woe is me, ki I'm going to die, I don't belong here. Yishayahu felt puny, he felt ashamed, he felt embarrassed, he felt low in comparison to these angels, the fiery angels. Ki ish t'meis I am a man of impure lips. V'chot am t'meis Yoshev, and I reside among people of impure lips that I should be here seeing God himself I have no right to this vision I don't have a place here he was embarrassed he was ashamed and one of the fiery angels flew over to me and in his hand was a fiery coal that he took with a pair of tongs from the, from the altar and he touched me on the mouth with the call by Yomer and he said These have now touched your lips and your sins now are gone now you can speak immediately once I recognized this then I heard as the voice of God saying Who shall I send? and no longer was he ashamed or hiding behind his feelings of inadequacy but rather I stood up I said here I am, send me. And what was the mission? The Yomer, And God said, vi Say to this nation, shimu shamoa, hear what I have to say. Tovinu, but you're still not going to understand. Uruu, uruo, and see what I'm trying to show you. Teido, but you still won't get the wisdom, you still won't get the message. Amaze, achbeid, because the heart of the people is fat, their ears are heavy and their eyes are blinded, because they don't want to, and they will not see with their eyes, and they will not hear with their ears. If only they knew, they would understand, they could come back to God. So this is very, very important. And then Yeshayahu says to God, Until when will this be? And then God answered him, only after destruction, only after exile and suffering. Let's keep this in mind for a minute as we read chapter 50 right now, because Ishayahu is referring back to those times. For some reason, I, none of the uh, standard commentaries on Ishayahu uh, raise this parallel between the two. I believe that this is crucial, the parallel of these sister chapters to understanding what Ishayahu was is saying. God, nosan Lee gave me Lishon limudim, a tongue, a skilled tongue, the ability to speak. He's referring back to what happened way back in the beginning. And now Ishayah is standing at the end of his life. God gave me the ability to speak. I wasn't able to speak, but he gave it to me. davar. Now there's, it's very difficult to translate this language. La'ut is lamed ayin vav tof, is the Hebrew word. The root, most commentaries understand the ayin and the tof being the root of this word, and if that's the case, then la'ut would mean to speak, to know how to speak things that are timely, from the language of time. However, the Malbim understands that the lamid ayin is actually the root, and it comes from the uh, the language lau, which means um, to speak quickly, um, to speak swiftly, to speak lightly, to speak with ease. In other words, um, so that would be a different translation. Et yo yoef davar. Now yoef could mean from a language of ayef, meaning. Tired, which most commentaries understand and most translators translate. So then they would say to no "la'ut" to speak in a timely way. At tavar" to speak those things to the weary, tired person. However, the Malbim says that here—it should really say "at oyef," not "yo'ef." "Yo'ef" is it could mean a weary person, but it would be a very kind of. Poetic, unusual way to say a tired or weary person. So he understands that the root is, uf, from the from language of to fly, to be light, to be light like a feather, something that flies. So then, according to the Malbim, the translation is la dat to know how to speak swiftly or to speak clearly. Words in a light and easy manner. I would like to take the modern translation a step further. This language, Ya'uf, is referring back to what we just saw in chapter 6, because it used the same exact language. When God gave Isaiah Ishayahu the ability to speak, it was the same exact word, slightly different vowels, but the same word, elai echad minhasrafim. And one of those flying angels flew to me. Now, therefore, um, and again, when he first walked in, and we first saw, I'm sorry, this incredibly uh, powerful vision, he saw the, the, the angels, they were flying, that same language, to fly. And at first his reaction was, who am I? I'm nothing here, right? But then, one of those Rafim then flew to me. So therefore I would translate this phrase as follows uh, God nasanli has given to me Lashonli Mudim a skilled tongue, La Das to know La to speak at to speak the words of the flying beings, the words of those that are yo'ef, that fly. I God gave me the strength to be like the angels and speak after. In that vision, God, originally I did not have the strength to speak, but God gave me the ability to speak. And then, your ear baboker baboker. He wakes me up every single day, every morning. He wakes me up and reminds me of my mission to bring this message to the people. Your early li ozen, lishmoa kalimudim. He wakes me up, wakes up my ear, makes me hear in a skilled way. So now the issue is, is that. Because remember, in the chapter 6, the people didn't listen. They didn't hear. Over and over again, it emphasized that the people simply did not have the ear. However, after he was struck on the mouth and he was given the strength, immediately, I heard God's voice. And God said, Go speak. Hear it. And see it. The Same thing here. God wakes up my ear. Adonai Elohim patachli and continues in verse 5. God opened my ear, anochi lo marisi, and I did not rebel. In other words, I fulfilled my task. I didn't turn back. I was not afraid. Originally I was, but I was not. This is Ishayahu telling us that I took this mission upon myself and I fulfilled it. My body was given over to people that struck me because no one liked to listen to the rebuke that I gave them. U'lichoyai and my cheeks to those that came and ripped my hair out of my beard. panailo histarti miklimos barok. But I did not hide, right, my face from embarrassment and shame and people that spit upon me, because I fulfilled my mission. I said, Hineni, here I am, Shalacheni, send me, and I went and I did it, even though God said that the people weren't going to listen. And God helped me throughout all of this, and this is why I was not embarrassed. That's why I set my face like a flint, a flint rock, which everyone strikes against it. That's what my face was like. And I I know, that I will never be ashamed. In other words, I will continue this mission. So come over here. He, He that vindicates me, in other words, God, he is near me. Mi if anyone wants to argue with me, come stand up with me. Come here. Don't I'm not afraid. Mi If someone has a problem with me, come right up over here. because I know that God will help me. Mi nobody can do bad to me. all of them will just get worn out like a clothing. It might look new now, but you, you wear it down enough, it gets ruined. They will just be eaten by moth, like old clothing gets eaten by a moth. And then he says, Because remember, remember what he asked God. God told him, Shemushim of people are not going to listen. So he finally says, Who among you, Yere Adonai, does fear God? Who will listen? Shomei Abdo. Who will listen when his servant? Me, in other words, Yeshayahu speaks to him, and brings the word of God. Who is the one that will listen? Asher halach hashechim, the servant who went in the darkness, v'ayno Nogalo, and did not have light for him. Remember, like I read to you right before that vision, Yeshayahu talked about the darkness that that he, that that he experienced. Yiftach b'shem Adonai, those person, whoever is willing to listen to my message, have faith in God, trust in God, v'yishain b'loav. And rely upon God to save him. However, most of you, the rest of you, all are just like you're just lighting the fire, the flame of destruction. You are helping out the firebrands or the flames. You go ahead, you go with the light of your flames that you're burning and destroying. And with the the firebrands that you're burning and destroying things. This has come to you from me. I have given you this message. I said, I brought the message that you weren't going to listen to, and it was because of that message that you didn't listen to that you're burning in the flames. And you will end up dying in sadness and pain because you didn't listen to my message. It's not me. I did my job, says Ishayahu says Isaiah and just the 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 um right prior to to that to Perak um, uh, um in five, in chapter 5 verse 24 when he was talking about the time of darkness um God said mm-hmm. like the Um, like a a tongue of fire will burn the straw. So God had referred to the flames that will burn those that don't listen, that don't get the message, that refuse to listen and refuse to see the message that's being placed before them. And those are the sins for which we're sent into exile. But God says, that's the only reason why I sent you, not because I want to get rid of you, but because of your own doings. Thank you so much for listening to Chapter 50, Parikh Nun. Looking forward to studying Chapter 51 together.